Hey everyone, welcome back to another edition of Finding Our Way, our Southridge member podcast designed to give all of us uh, some of the inside scoops of uh, our church's life. I uh, got a brand new guest today, uh, our, we call her our director of missional engagement, uh, named Erica Singer. Erica, say hi to everybody. Hi, everyone. Uh, you are new, so welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Uh, Want to hear, first of all, a little bit about yourself, introduce us to your background and mm-hmm. just kind of your story and help us to get to know you a little bit better. Sure. So I have an older brother, Michael, and then um, obviously my two parents, um, yeah, I did not grow up around here. I'm from St. Thomas and just moved here just over two months ago. Um, background things. Okay. Um, I'm a lover of trying new foods. Um, I have a tight knit group of fa- uh, friends and family back home. Um, I grew up in the church, but didn't really become passionate about it until like two years ago. Um, yeah, I never expected to be a ministry either. So mm. here we are now. <laughs> That uh, makes a bunch of us. Yeah. Um, now, you said you've only been around for two months. So yeah. talk about that narrative. How did you end up, first of all, in yeah. Niagara, let alone Southridge? Sure. So I actually went to Brock um, for Recreation and Leisure Studies. I graduated in 2016 and then moved back home after that. But my friend Megan still stayed in St. Catharines and works on the floor in the shelter. And she messaged me one day. I was like, oh, hey, um, we've got like a potential job you should email Nate and I was like okay well like why not kind of thing um I wasn't super happy with my other jobs back home I just felt like there's more out there for me to do um so I emailed Nate we met up for two and a half hours on a Thursday and just was a really I don't know eye-opening conversation we had super vulnerable really cool um and just like progressed from there had a conversation over Skype with um Chris and Nate and then interviewed and was really back and forth about it really was not sure if I wanted the job I had a a lot of sleepless nights and felt really kind of physically ill about it (laughs) Um, it was not good while you're working or before you decided to take the (laughs) job yes before maybe a little now no um but yeah I was just like feeling like kind of uncomfortable about moving I have a beautiful community like I said back home and I had just kind of built that um, and so one of my youth pastors back home with that I'm really close with, he was like, oh, why don't you just go for one more day, hang out in the shelter, get to know some staff um, and do that. And I was like, all right. So I tried that. Me and my parents drive me because I was so tired and I was praying slash napping on the way up. <laughs> um, and I walked into the building and I had this like super overwhelming sense of peace and like home feeling. And I was like, OK, I'm going to take the job. So it was just like an interesting um, experience of feeling like super anxious and like ill about it, but then having it all instantly go away when you open a door and walk in. Mm-hmm. So, Wild in, in, yeah. you know, for those of us who are listening and just, just wondering how you make big life decisions, yeah. uh, and, and just the way that God mm-hmm. guides and provides that sense of peace from time to time. Yeah. So, so you're an outside hire. Sure am. We don't have too many outside <laughs> hires yep. and, uh, it's kind of cool. Um, so you've been around for a couple months. Mm-hmm. I, I talked about this director of missional engagement. Uh, tell us a little bit about what a director of <laughs> missional engagement does. What? That's a mouthful. Yeah. Why don't you tell me what that means? No. <laughs> yeah, um, really. <laughs> um, so I really had no idea coming in what that really meant. Um, but I don't know. We just, we want to be on mission for people. So when I do my orientations with people, I just tell them we want to love others how Jesus loves us and how to do that well. Um, 
And that's just being on that mission of loving others. And I think it's a great place to do that in the shelter and just get to know people and build relationships there. That's kind of... That's your version. That's my version. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure it out, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, specifically for, for all of our members across all of our locations, yeah. uh, Erica works in St. Catharines yeah. and engages people missionally specifically for the shelter, or yeah. at least primarily for the yeah. for the shelter. Yeah. Um, and my understanding is there, there are two kind of main facets to that. One is... Mm the way that you help broker and involve people mm-hmm. in the ministry of the kitchen. Yeah. Cause that's a, a pretty prime yes. uh, volunteer place. And then everything else beyond the kitchen, mm-hmm. whether it's on the floor or yeah. uh, in some of the programs, we're going to talk about all this more, but it kind of breaks down in that yeah. half and half sort of, uh, cause I know volunteerism for the kitchen is probably the most, yeah, it's a beast. Uh, for yeah. Sure. The most sustainability challenging mm-hmm. Uh, piece of, of, of running the shelter and that, yeah. that requires some uh, volunteer intensiveness. So yeah. kind of segues in into the conversation we want to have today. And that is how people, especially in our St. Catharines location, but it applies to all of us across all of our locations, how we can be more engaged in the future of the shelter ministry and serving homelessness. So this is kind of your wheelhouse now, or at least <laughs> becoming that. Yeah. So describe for us just kind of current reality uh, what are some of the basic ways that people can currently be involved in the shelter? Right. So like we said, like the kitchen is huge. We constantly have people taking vacation because you're allowed to as a volunteer. Um, but we serve three meals a day um, and we always need help with that. We have front desk volunteers that we always need. You're kind of the first face, that welcoming hospital feeling of coming in off the street or wherever you're coming from that is a huge thing um and then we have our our jam company that brendan is kind of head of and then we have a bunch of social events that we have going on as well um so those are kind of the basic areas um but there's some developing as well in the social event area right now right so it it kind of and this is important for us to understand like first things first there's what we refer to as the hostel Right, H O S T E L for all those listening, not <laughs> I L E, um, which is the basics. Mm-hmm. I know internally we talk uh, talk about the three hots and a cot, like the <laughs> the basics of running the emergency shelter, which mm-hmm. is essentially, like you said, you got some front desk, but mostly the kitchen. Yeah. Right. The the serving of the meals. Yeah. Uh, three hundred sixty five days a year. And uh, three meals a day. So that that's that's a beast, as, yes. as you described, yeah. right? So there's those there's those volunteer positions. And then there's kind of everything else that we wrap around the hostel or mm-hmm. around the emergency shelter. All of the other supplementary programming where we found that friendship can make a difference. Mm-hmm. And so coming into this job, just describe a, a few of those things that existed. Because I, I know that a, there's a few that existed. But yeah. from your perspective, what was what was happening around the shelter mm-hmm. as you started in your position? So right now we have... There's um, daily devotions every morning, which yep. is really cool. So people have the option to do that. Um, we have men's and women's coffee during the week. Uh, we also have euchre tournaments on Wednesdays. So all you seniors, hopefully listening, I know you play, so please help out. Now that's in the evening, right? Yes. Because ladies' yep. coffee is Tuesday mornings. Yep. Men's coffee is Thursday, Thursday afternoons. afternoons. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Euchre on Wednesday nights. Yeah. And then we have rock climbing on Tuesday nights as well. We have a huge... Um, and really awesome volunteer team for that. 
Um, so that's kind of set the example of how we want all of our teams leading forward. Um, we also do our bar- barbecues in the summer. Our We have actually just started improv nights. Um, it's kind of going to kind of be every other Friday night. So that's been really cool. We just started a hiking crew, um, going up, going out every now and again, and then holiday dinners, Thanksgiving, Christmas, yeah, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Right. There's, there's uh, shelter retreats, yes, shelter just, dinner celebrations, yeah. su- shelter summer barbecues, and then yeah. some of these supplementary programs yeah. and some of these new ones I want to, uh, dig into yes. in a moment. Um, in the current, uh, kind of programming that we provide for the shelter, the emergency hostel stuff, and especially the kitchen, and then these uh, more historical or core supplementary programs, rock climbing, euchre, devotions, and things like that. How much vacancy do we have in those for people to plug in? Um, Rock climbing, like I said, is really full. We've got a huge, great team there, Um, but we do need people for euchre. Um, on Wednesday nights, just to help it run smoothly and kind of make sure things are going well. Um, women's coffee and men's coffee, we always welcome people to come for that. Uh, it's just a great way to build relationships with people in the shelter. Um, that's really cool. Um, yeah, we just always need a hand, I guess, and everything. And with the kitchen, like, are you finding that yeah. the, the spots are generally taken right now? Or mm-hmm. are you in massive need for uh, volunteers or volunteer teams or... How much, how much vacancy right, right there, right now is there? So in the kitchen, we do need people usually on the weekends. I find those are harder to fill. Um, usually lunch times on Saturday, Sundays, which is kind of odd. Um, but we do need crews mostly on weekends. Um, usually it's just one or two people we need to fill in during the week as well. But we need teams for the weekends okay, right now. Okay. And I ask that because, you know, our goal in every one of our locations when they come to every one of our anchor causes is to have everyone in those locations involved. Yes. Right? Yeah. We want, we, we measure this, we call it an engagement rate. And we'd love 100% engagement yes. in, in <laughs> all of these anchor causes. And certainly in St. Catharines in our, in our shelter ministry. But for review... Uh, I just want to remind all of our uh, members across our locations of the three reasons why we want to actually engage people missionally. Because the first one's sort of obvious, uh, the extending of compassion. Talk about what you've seen in the opportunity that people have just to do that and share the love of Christ with people. Um, yeah, I... Yeah, like I said earlier, I wasn't really sure so much about the missional engagement thing, but I've just been learning about it a lot. Um, Like I said, it's about how we can love others well, how Jesus loves us. Um, And it's simply just playing a game of euchre and just getting to know people. Um, And I had a cool conversation with somebody a while ago about um, just their experience in the shelter and, and volunteer and how amazing it was. Um, And I was like, yeah, we're all kind of we're all kind of on the edge of being there. Like we're one step, like one bad thing in our lives happening and having no relations with anybody to ending up there. Um, And I just, I don't know, it just kind of refigures your mindset to like, okay, we need to, that could be us. So why wouldn't we want to extend that to them? Which is the second value. And and I think most of us assume that we have these anchor causes to extend Christ's love to people and Mm -hmm. particularly to people who need it the most. Yeah. But then the second value comes in that we, we call experiential discipleship. And that is the learning and the growing mm-hmm. through being involved. Yeah. And and already a couple months in, Erica, mm-hmm. you're obviously seeing that the volunteer benefits and grows and frankly is transformed and changed yeah. 
as much or more than the impact they have on the other person. Talk about that a little bit. Totally. Yeah. I actually, for, like personally, like coming to this position, I didn't really think I had a passion for friends in, in the shelter. I just knew God was calling me here. Um, and walking in, I was like, wow, I've learned way more from them than I, I'm sure they have learned from me. Um, but yeah, I just think it's a, a cool opportunity to learn and to, I don't know. I would I say really even know. beyond just a cool opportunity, from our perspective, I'd want people to understand that this is actually a spiritual necessity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that there's a way that you grow by experience that you otherwise wouldn't yeah. benefit from. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, in a crude comparative, you know, when you look at a college or university that offers learning environments, mm -hmm. they often break them down in large group lectures, yeah. small group seminars, and co-op work terms. Yeah. And every one of those learning environments helps a person learn differently. Yeah, And so around here, the lifestyle of full devotion that we're trying to foster has, you know, a large group gathering mm -hmm. every week, uh, ideally a small group engagement every week. And then the anchor causes serve to become these co-op work term experiences yeah. that are for your growth mm -hmm. as well as the benefit of those that you serve. And it's important for all of us to appreciate that. That's kind of the why that yeah. we're hounding and recruiting and rallying people to be involved mm -hmm. in these, not just because we like need volunteers or have right. deficiencies or spots to fill. Mm -hmm. We actually want God's best experienced in our people. And we believe mm -hmm. that God's best can only be grown and experienced through the experience of sharing his love in these kinds of ways. Right. And so that's a that's a huge value. And then the third one, the language we use, is the, the opportunity to leverage what we call a new front door with other people. That, mm. that when it comes to involving other people in the church, it's way more optimal these days to include people in service mm -hmm. than it is to ask people or invite people to sit in a service. Yes. And so, you know, from your experience, especially as a Brock student, mm -hmm. talk about that a little bit, about how this is becoming way more of a natural inclusion opportunity mm -hmm. for other people to explore and ultimately experience faith for themselves rather than starting with sitting and listening to a sermon. Yeah, it I think coming through the shelter to volunteer is just gives you a little snippet into what um, church kind of looks like and the love of Christ kind of looks like um, without being like overwhelming and um, not like not in your face, but kind of. Um, I just, I don't know, it gets their foot in the door. It gets them to kind of understand um, why we do what we do. And that's something I talk about in the orientation. So that kind of sets the base of why they're here. Um, but yeah, I think if you're inviting somebody to church, I think it can be super intimidating walking into a huge church service and people singing like people don't do that normally <laughs> Ever. That's in not real normal. life. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's not a thing that really happens. So it's a cool way to like, oh yeah, I'm, um, coming in to help out. That's really great. But then also experiencing, um, the relationships that build, through the basis of why we do what we do. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really... Yeah, and then yeah, they have that good. surprise, you know, yeah. once they're in there and the way that the friendship makes a difference in all of totally. us. And boom, off you go and you see the magic of the shelter or any one of our anchor causes. Yeah. So, gang, if you're listening, this is why 
we have directors of missional engagement. This is why we're trying to uh, involve people. The language we use is, you know, at some level, your job, Erica, is to take people in one end of the building and involve them in the other end of the building. Yes. It's that, it's that simple. But, you know, I asked earlier about the vacancies mm-hmm. because uh, over the years, I know it's been difficult to do that um, with, with some limitations. And mm-hmm. so uh, talk about that as you've tried to view involving people from one end of the building into the other end of the building. There are limits to our capacity to do that. Right. So it it sounds super simple coming from one side of the building to the other, but there is, I find this barrier in, in people's minds that they're like, oh, may, may, they don't need any extra help. All those spots are filled. I don't have a passion for people in the shelter. I have passions other other spots. Um, we always need you. And um, I think it's important to, I don't know, there's ways to help and it's literally right in our building. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's two. There's, I, I'm hearing two things in that in that response. One is uh, people assuming they're not needed in the anchor yes. cause, yeah. right? That there's already volunteers, there's already volunteer mm-hmm. teams. You know, when I walk by, I see the same people at the yeah. same time of the week in the kitchen, and I assume that you know this thing runs itself. Yeah. So it it doesn't need me. Right. right. And and I hear you wanting to, to change that message to say, yeah. no, in the, the ways in which we're running both the hostel and some of the supplementary programs, mm-hmm. uh, we actually still do need people. Yeah. You know, for example, in the kitchen on the weekends. Yeah. Uh, our life group, I know that Becky's been talking to yeah. you and our, you know, our life group's in a conversation right now about how we could potentially leverage one of those weekend shifts. Yeah. Because, you know, people in our group, we live with that mentality that mm-hmm. all this thing runs. It doesn't need us. Yeah. For those of us listening, let's appreciate that it does need you. You you are needed. Yeah. I also think people think that they have nothing to offer, especially with us starting to develop some um, recreational programs in the shelter. People think you're like, oh, I just like I do yoga, but they don't really need that in there or yeah. stuff like that. I think people always have something to offer, whether it's a hand in the kitchen or something that you're um, passionate about yoga or what, what else are we starting? Like a hiking group, stuff like that. Um, we always need people like that. Yeah. And just... Well, and this is the other part of the conversation is if yeah. we feel like there's a whole bunch of people in one end of the building that we're having a hard time engaging in the mm-hmm. other end of the building because they don't feel needed, yeah. kind of tack one is to correct that and let them know they are needed and mm-hmm. we have needs, which yes. I hope everyone's heard. The other thing though, and this has been the bulk of the last two months of your work, is to create other opportunities. Yes. Is to say, okay, if if the current opportunities are predominantly filled, mm-hmm. yeah, there's some spaces and we want to continue to, to fill those gaps. But if they are already filled, what are some new opportunities that we can create and how can we build more euchre nights, more rock climbings, mm-hmm. more devotions, more men's and women's coffees, more, more of these supplementary kind of social programs that interestingly enough are actually built off of individuals and their passions and the things that they do have to contribute yeah. so that we can develop this, you know, in a, in a far more comprehensive way. Mm-hmm. And so now that we've started to do that, I know that your focus and working with Chris Fowler and, and Nate Dirks and, and the actual shelter staff, these days our focus is a lot more on creating these new opportunities that supplement the hostel. Mm-hmm. So just give us kind of the rundown, and you've, you've alluded to a couple already, but give us the rundown on some of the real-time conversations of 
supplementary programs that you're talking about launching? Yeah, so one that we have just started, like I said, we're getting a hiking group going on Sunday. Um, we've been looking into gym space. Uh, what time is the is the hiking? <clears throat> so you say on Sunday, like Sunday, Sunday mornings yeah, early? Yeah, Sunday's or? right after church. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then we're thinking of starting a gym night or afternoon, kind of looking into local schools around here, um, seeing if we can get in for an hour, hour and a half slot there. For sp- Sports and recreation, yeah, sports. which we've had that before. Yeah. We've had volleyball. We've had cosm yeah. hockey. It's harder to do now for for those of us who aren't as familiar with our St. Catharines location. Um, the common room right now is the one half of our gymnasium. Yes. And the kids ministry space is the other half. And so it really doesn't lend itself now to a lot of sports nights. So mm-hmm. we're trying to resurrect sports nights. Yes. You know, we had basketball, we yeah. had floor hockey, we had volleyball back in the day. Mm-hmm. So sports nights, a hiking group. Uh, what are some other current ideas? Um, yoga. We're getting... We're yeah, in the talk convers- about that. Yeah, we're in the conversation of that. Actually, we've got a couple people uh, in the church community that love yoga and they're willing to come and instruct. So we're just kind of in the process of getting that started in the next few weeks, which is going to be really awesome. I'm probably going to go and... Yeah, fall asleep very on cool. the yoga mat but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so we've got that coming um we also have an improv night that just started about a month ago it's on fridays yeah talk about this improv night yeah so it's like it's talking about um yeah just like kind of breaking down this barrier a little bit of of being silly and and having fun and kind of it's in conjunction a little bit with mental health as well and breaking down those barriers and um and those stigmas that people feel and talking about them openly and just being like, okay, this is kind of who I am. And let's just kind of move through that in a, um, a funny, but also very serious healing way. Um, and it's become like, it's a powerful thing. I've done research before in school about it. It's a huge, huge thing that's coming up. So cool. Yeah. And then one thing that I'm very excited about, um, I, we want to get um, a birthday party started once a month so to celebrate everybody's birthday for the month. So just having, I call them the party team, um, but to come in and like bring a cake and like have balloons and just have it really, I don't know, just like a joyous time to celebrate those people um, and just remember like for them to remember that they are appreciated and like we need to celebrate these things like Nope. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I love birthdays. Yeah, so. so I mean, for those of us listening, th- th- this is what we mean by missional engagement. Yeah. And knowing that it's difficult to rally people from one end of the building to the other end of the building, the, the conversation's really focused on creating more opportunities. Mm-hmm. So my question, as you're starting to list off in the last couple months, all of these improvs, birthday teams, sports nights, hiking, yeah, mm-hmm. yoga, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, where did these come from? Oh, <laughs> Where, where did the, how, was this your invention? Was this Fowler's great? Like, where did these actually come from? Well, it's been kind of a team effort. I actually worked in a retirement home for two and a half years doing all the recreation there. Okay. So I have a lot of background in, in that and programming. So some of those are from that, but it's also just like tapping people on the shoulder and asking them what they're passionate about or people reaching out and be like, Hey, I'm, I really like yoga. Can I offer my services or stuff like that? Um, a bit of tapping on shoulders and a bit of, and a bit of them tapping you. Yes. That's what I want people yeah. to, to, to realize yeah. that every one of these programs essentially starts with a member of our church mm-hmm. kind of taking responsibility to lead that in a way that simply expresses or contributes their passion Mm -hmm. to this ministry. So the person who says, you know, well, I'm not really good at kitchen stuff and I'm not really necessarily comfortable 
you know, in a shelter or, you know, I, I don't really have a role to play in the, in the hostel, but I like hiking Yeah. or I like yoga mm-hmm. or I like sports yeah. or I'm into birthdays yeah. or, you know, I like improv. I mean, that was the one that kind of blew my mind yeah. where, where a person say, Hey, I've got training and, and some expertise in this. Let's mm-hmm. try this with residents and volunteers to come out and see if we can have a few laughs. And yeah. it's been amazing. And, and I, I, I want people to appreciate this because, you know, these programs only get birthed when a suitable, consistent, passionate leader shows up. Mm-hmm. And and if you can find them, great. Yeah. But they also kind of find you, don't they? Yeah. So I think for all of us to understand, this is not only kind of what we're up to, this is how this ministry grows. Yeah. And we're going to only continue to grow missional engagement in St. Catharines uh, as we continue to do that. And so, you know, for people who are maybe in one end of the, our building, mm-hmm. i.e. they attend on Sundays, but they haven't been really engaged in our ministry of the homeless. Um, what would you say are some ways that we could imagine uh, contributing to the homeless that would get us more involved? Um, I just how to get the more involved? Yeah, like if Sorry. you've got, what, what are some other ways if we want to try to envision people to, you know, consider the gifts or the passions that they have. Yeah. Are there any other sort of ideas that you could encourage or, you know, to try to inspire some of some of the people who are listening to, to be involved or to give it a shot, even to talk to you guys about what some of their ideas might be? Yeah, we just want people to tap us on the shoulder, honestly. And if it's a great idea, we'll go with it. And if it fails, then that's okay. Like, we're just willing to kind of try anything and just support our residents and friends in the shelter in um, fun ways as yeah, well. Yeah, right, right now, so these are gang, these are just ideas. Everything yeah. is just at the idea stage and the experimental stage. And, you know, from our leadership's perspective, we're just looking to throw a bunch of stuff on the wall and see what sticks. Yes. <laughs> to, to imagine what other rock climbings or what other mm-hmm. devotions or what other Euchre nights there could be. So if you have a heart for something and you're into something, uh, you know, don't write it off as something that couldn't be stewarded to provide supplementary programming mm-hmm. to the homeless that could also involve other people and be a playground for friendship to make the difference, yeah. right? Don't don't write that off. So I guess I got two practical questions. If, yeah. if we had an idea that we wanted to talk about, who would we mm-hmm. talk to? Uh, either Chris or I. So we could email Chris Fowler or yourself. We can find your emails on our website, Mm -hmm. under our action page, and we'll be able to contact you. Um, And and the other question, I guess, Erica, would be, how do we hear about these other things that if, if we don't have an idea to launch ourselves... But we would love to attend an improv night or we would mm-hmm. love to join this hiking group or maybe we'd love to go rock climbing. We didn't even know that existed. Like, mm-hmm. um, how do we find out about all of these things as they're growing and developing? Right. So we're kind of in the process of developing that as well. So we're developing some posters that we're going to have in the shelter, but also with hopefully within the church as well, just to be like, OK, these are the opportunities in the shelter that are happening now. So through that um, we're hoping we're also going to have the next step lunch in December is focused solely on um, our on missional. Engagement. Yeah, on missional yeah. engagement. So we're going to really talk about that and talk about the opportunities there. Um, 
some videos. We'll see what happens there. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I mean, again, she's alluding to another new thing that we've launched, this Next Step Lunge. Previously, yeah. we were trying to integrate people from our congregation into the other areas of our church life uh, by having independent experiences. Mm-hmm. Lifeline or Discover Southridge or Discover the Shelter, Discover the Anchor Cause at your location. Mm-hmm. And there was just a random eclectic set of events that people had to kind of independently navigate their way through. Now we've got one event. And it happens real time after the service. And it happens every month, predictably, consistently on the first Sunday. And it includes food. So there's now kind of no excuse. It's a simple, streamlined process where people kind of get the basics on church life with, as you're describing, a little bit of a focus or emphasis Mm -hmm. on each one. So I know last month, the next step focus was on life group involvement. And there was Mm -hmm. some connection people at each of our locations to attend that event. This month coming up, it's about uh, missional engagement and there's going to be anchor cause representatives Mm -hmm. at at each of the next step events, kind of in advance of our Hope Live series, right? Because our Hope Live series is really the Mm -hmm. rallying point uh, for people to get involved in this across our locations. And so uh, that would be a great thing for you or for someone that you're trying to invite into mission Mm -hmm. to also participate in to just go on that first Sunday particularly this month to the next step event and and try to give that a shot Mm -hmm. Um, aside from that you know if if we know that we should be involved either in the shelter or in the anchor cause of our locations but we don't know where to turn or where to start Mm -hmm. what would you say that we do I would say you can just send an email to the info at Southridge or look for Chris or I on a Sunday. Um, just have us on the short and we'll get you involved yeah. in some form. Yeah. yeah. Worst case scenario, gang, yeah. uh, I would add to that, you know, from our other locations like Annalise Gethart or Nate Dirks in Welland and in Vineland, or even beyond that, like talk to a location pastor. Yeah. If you don't know anyone else, talk to a location pastor. They'll get you connected to the missional engagement anchor cause director mm-hmm. at your location. And then from there, it's a lunch, it's a coffee, it's a meeting, and you yeah. can help kind of navigate people mm-hmm. from there. Yeah. Um, that's awesome, Erica. And thanks for sharing all this. Any final encouragements or challenges that you want to share with our members, not only about St. Catharines, but... Uh, from all of our locations, when it comes to getting involved in the ministry of the homeless? Um, I would just say step out of your comfort zone and feel that uncomfortableness. Um, It's super scary to go into something new that you've never done before, but I think it's super worth it. Um, I've experienced it personally in the past two months, and I didn't realize that it was going to be so life-changing in such a short period of time, Um, but it happens. And yeah, I just encourage you all to get involved in some form or another. Very cool. Certainly, we've appreciated the energy that you brought, even in just these first two months. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, looks like you're fitting right in, even as yeah. an outside hire. That's Apparently. great. And uh, I hope all of you listening have been inspired by what God is doing these days, uh, particularly through Erica's ministry here in St. Catharines. And uh, that, like she said, you'll give it a shot, uh, especially if, you know, if, you, if you've never given it a shot before. So thanks again for joining us. Uh, we'll see you next week as we continue finding our way together. Take care, everyone.